2: PlushCare.com slash weight loss. What's up, Dean? Zach, how you doing today, sir? Good, man. How are you? Yeah, really good. It's
3: a, it's a good day. It's a good day. What would you have for breakfast today?
2: Ooh, today? Actually, today it was kind of a busy morning. I had the intention of doing my whole like oatmeal. I yeah. was feeling it. I was like, oh, it's, today's an oatmeal day. Some yeah. days it's a smoothie day. Someday it's a bagel, hummus, avocado, sprouts, yeah, everything bagel seasoning kind of day. Yeah, Today I was like, oatmeal. And then the morning, you know, between the kids and stuff just kind of got away from me. So I had a, I had a banana mm-hmm. and two oranges. Bananas are like a good go, like you can kind of like take them with you. They're a good friend to have, you know, That's like good. if
3: you just did a run or you need some energy or you like forgot, you kind of skipped a meal.
2: Yeah bananas are there for you it's kind of it's kind of go-to and then of course of course it was the uh i've kind of like got this double routine so i'm up early yeah before I, before everyone else in the house and so i make uh make a four sigmatic mm. talked about my love of four sigmatic on the yes. pod before so i do that that's like my ritual yeah with the cordyceps and the chaga and so i sip that and then uh before i run out the door i usually fire up a you know a shot double shot of uh decaf espresso and throw it in the travel mug as a little a uh, little the americano boy. but then i've got this like harmonic arts 14 mushroom blend a uh, little powder you got the full spectrum or uh oh. what kind of mushrooms are there? well it is uh, it is not full spectrum Oof. which which might make it seem like it's not as good but if you hear you'll hear from our guest today about full spectrum mushrooms and how. Oh, it's not what you, it's not what you might think. Yes. But yeah. So I throw a quarter teaspoon of that in there and away you go. So All that right. was, that was the morning routine. Yeah. How about you? Were you toast, smoothie, cereal? What'd you get um, up to?
3: Yeah. Kind of, i am never, I love breakfast foods, but mm. I'm never hungry in the morning. So yeah. my breakfast kind of starts like 11 or 12 or 1231, 12. depending on the day. Yeah. Um. So I usually have like breakfast for lunch, but I did make a, I made a sea moss uh, oatmeal. Oh, yeah. Which I think is like a next level oatmeal. You kind of put, I took like probably more than I need, like a kind of like what feels like a quarter cup of sea moss. (laughs) 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 And I mix it in with my oats and then I add chia and hemp and flax and throw some spirulina in there and what else? Some pine pollen and then some berries and then some bestie granola and then some yogu. Come on. I'm ready for some more. I could have oatmeal like three meals a day. It's like it's so good. Like, Especially when you do it up like that. Yeah, it keeps me satiated and I put all my favorite foodies in there. So I feel so good. It's the kinda best. like I kinda make my oatmeal how I make my smoothies. I just kinda put everything in it. Yeah. And then uh, you know, kitchen sink style. Yeah.
2: But it's all it's all the goods. Have we ever talked about the Doc Fruit Hunters? I think we have, have we? Oh uh I don't know Maybe with uh, On the 10th anniversary Maybe With you and Ryan Right We might have With Bill Pullman Is but we, that his name I don't know If we have
3: To be honest It's this documentary Because you talked About bananas And how they're Like the one of the Best snacks in the world This guy I think Bill Pullman he's, Was he the actor That was in Casper When we were kids <laughs> that... I'm so bad With actor names This is going to be A theme Like forever. Casper
2: The friendly ghost Yeah with like Devin
3: Salwa Or <laughs>
2: whatever his name is <laughs> Let's look it up. Let's check it out here. Oh look man, look up fruit hunters. Casper. I'm looking up first if he was in Casper, and he was Bill Pullman. I got <laughs> yeah, the name right. Okay. You did, yeah. So yeah, yeah.
3: Bill Pullman, uh, he's this like fruit hunter. He travels the world, looking for exotic fruits, and he likes with with kind of like the the headspace of conserving them because yeah. a lot of these these spaces. Like bananas, um, there's like hundreds of varieties of bananas, but a lot of them are going extinct because grocery only really supports one or two varieties. So uh, indigenous growers from different cultures have stopped cultivating like the bananas that are indigenous to the land because Mm -hmm. grocery doesn't want them. So he kind of goes on these journeys looking to preserve and conserve these like near extinct fruits. And it takes them all around the world And uh, part of it is bananas, and he just shows, like, these hundreds and hundreds of different bananas with different flavor profiles. Anyways, it's a super cool doc. It's kind of, like, half adventure meets um, conservation meets, like, fruit, uh, which is kind of this, like, niche community. Uh, It's pretty cool. That's cool. That's my what's good this week.
2: And that's... uh... Yeah, Bill i Pullman from Casper. <laughs> from Casper, but the Fruit Hunters is, is a doc. You can you can check it out. It's a real thing, right? Didn't, yeah, from twenty twelve, it and it's cool. The director Yang Cheng is a Canadian. Wow, did not know that. Yeah, so there you go. Is it on Netflix or anything? Does it say? Let's see. I think I took
3: out like the DVD of it. Yeah, Um or maybe I rented it on the iTunes or something. I feel like it's a few years old though. In my head, I, I twenty twelve. I, I like might
2: have had a DVD. Were DVDs still a thing in 2012? I think the red box might have been around there. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. It's so hard to tell without actually just going there. It might be on the Netflix in Canada. Okay. So if not, yeah, you could probably YouTube rental it or... uh, Well, check out Fruit Hunters.
3: And while you're at it, um, look up Akeem Pierre on YouTube to to watch his videos on how he harvests and cultivates uh, sea moss. It's amazing.
2: And uses it in recipes, right? Yes. He's got... He's a man of just pure joy and many, many uh, a good video.
3: His YouTube channel
2: is next level. It is good. And very I've geek. been
3: listening to his podcast. It's good. They're yes. like little kind of, a lot of them are like seven to 15 minutes, just like one takeaway. Mm-hmm. And I'll kind of listen to him in the morning and uh, it kind of
2: charges me up for the day. So good. Kim Pierre. Yeah. Fruit hunters. Okay. The last thing I want to tell you about before we, uh, before we, before we jump into our guests and the conversation today is uh, you always hear Zach and I talking about running on the podcast. Yes. We often talk about our, you know, our corner of the earth here in Richmond, which is the Steveston neighborhood. Always sunny. Always sunny down here. So there's uh, a convergence of a f- couple of our favorite things running in Steveston in the uh, Steveston icebreaker. It's an eight K race coming up very soon, January 16th. Um, so, that was my first race I ever did. I know. Yeah. A couple of years ago. It was amazing. Yeah. And, uh, this year, I think you could you could really crush it. You're you're getting pretty fast. Thanks, Dean. Cordyceps, man.
3: Cordyceps, Dean. Cordyceps. Yeah, I think I'm gonna go for it this year. I'm just gonna like empty the tank and you should
2: go for broke. It's like a, if you're not used to running in Richmond, is very flat, no hills, and it's right along the right along the South Dyke Trail, so it's beautiful running Run, along the river, right along the river. Um, starts and ends. It's an out and back, so four k out, four k back. It ends right in the heart of the village. Uh, really great supported race um, Steveson icebreaker you gotta check it out you can register online icebreaker 8k.ca so sign up and we'll hopefully see you there also Steveson run crew has a team so you can join our team if you want sign you don't you don't even have to be part of the and run crew you can just join our team because we'll we love you so so, so join a team, teamsteson run crew if you can and then we'll uh we'll run it out together okay yeah we'll report back so yeah we do
3: see if i make it 8K without uh Without puking if I uh, go all out. It's good. It's good. It's good. You can do it. Okay. okay. What else? We got one more thing before we get to the episode. This week's sponsor, the Fresh Preppers. The, the Fresh
2: Prep. Prep. Yes. We love we love Fresh Prep. Recently had an episode with Becky Brower from Fresh Prep. If you haven't checked it out, it came out in November. Uh, be sure to listen to it. It's so much fun. She's she's great.
3: And Fresh Prep is great. Yeah. It makes that mealtime stress-free. Builds confidence in the kitchen, nutritious, delicious, everything you want in a meal. Yep. Family friendly. I just love Fresh Prep. I'm very passionate about Fresh Prep. (laughs) So they're like an aligned sponsor. You know, we talked about this before. Get those mealtime scaries, getting stressed, don't know what to do. Who do you call? Fresh Prep. Fresh Prep. Yeah, yeah. When you're looking at that toast and it's not looking so appealing. Got all those ingredients in the fridge, don't know what to do with them. How do they mix together? What spices do you use? Take that confusion. Take that anxiety while you're cooking
2: and dial up some fresh fresh prep. Make those meal as a thing of the past. Take them away. And look, you, you got lots of vegan options too. Loaded vegan bean faitas coming this week. Yum. Also uh, partnered with Tomorrow Foods. So they've got the Ginger Tomorrow Ground Bowl Amazing. with broccoli, carrot, and brown rice. So like healthy, delicious, and plant-based alternatives. Uh, lots of vegan meals this week, actually. Tofu pad thai. Yum. So, which I think Becky said was one of their... One of the go-tos. One of the go-tos. So you got to get in on it. Check it out. The... The website is freshprep.ca, Instagram, TikTok, all of their handles, freshprep.ca. You you got to find them, give them a try. And we got a juicy deal for you, don't we? got a juicy deal. We got a little promo code, gets you like three free meals, basically a, like a $30, 36 37 value for you. SC Juice. Use that code uh, at checkout SC Juice, and, and the good people at Fresh Prep will
3: hook you up. That'll be a good week. Bring a little more good to your week with some fresh prep make those meals easy and breezy boom all, all right. right
2: who do we got this week today we got dane stevens he's the cmo and director of up health also uh president of cavalier jewelers here in vancouver really interesting guy this is a really fun conversation um going down uh kind of like getting a little bit of his his story and how he started off into business and stuff like that but really really taking a taking a close look at this new company that he's working with Optima Health which a little psilocybin how uh mushrooms and
3: psilocybin can uh I guess they're one and the same but uh how they can bring health and happiness and and just like um uh, you know a journey that might bring a little more good to kind of paraphrase, like the purpose of this uh, podcast into your life. Uh, I know that I've experimented with microdosing and psilocybin, and it's helped me with my own anxiety. Um, so I think it's something that uh, is arriving in this modern wellness space, mm-hmm. and um, there's there's a big
2: spot for it. it for ser- sure,
3: serves a big purpose.
2: Yeah, we kind of cover. A whole bunch of uh, questions around around this as a business, um, this the place in the world. What uh, you know, some some of the the questions that we ask really get to the heart of like why as a company would they pursue this, and um, what are the benefits. And obviously, uh, we joke with <laughs> we joke with Dane about being a scientist, and uh, you know he's offering a lot of his own experiential wisdom, and I mean just wisdom that he has from from the side of the company but um it's really really insightful information that he shares with us and
3: exclaimer uh psilocybin is a a psychedelic substance Mm -hmm. um so it uh we do advise that uh you know you speak with your health practitioner uh about such substances and such foods um this is part of our our journey in educating ourselves about this product and we um Encourage you to uh, continue your own education beyond this podcast. We want this to be a starting point, a bit of a 101. Uh, in case you are curious or you're already adapted this as part of your lifestyle, uh, we thought this would be like a nice place to start or continue uh, your own you know, personal path into
2: mushrooms and psilocybin. Yeah. All right. So I guess without any further ado, we will turn it over to the conversation between us and Dane and uh he'll he'll bust uh g- give you some information i don't know if he really busted myths do we bust myths uh, we talked about maybe like maybe myths some like and like uh, perceptions yeah yeah myth misperceptions. there we go yeah so it's gonna be it's a good one i invite you to uh to listen in with an open mind and to um, yeah check them out their website should probably be live yep and so uh check them out at uh I lost it. I had it. There it is. (laughs) OptiMy. Well, he drops it in the, he drops it in the pod. OptiMyHealth.ca is their kind of, uh, business website and then OptiMyLiving.com. Right. And where can we find them on the old Instagram? They're on the Instagram. Are they on the Instagram? Yeah. LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. You can check them out. Find them on the LinkedIn. Yeah. OptiMyHealth. So give them a follow, check out some of their research and, uh, you're gonna dig this conversation for sure with our friend Dane Stevens. Here we go.
3: All right, we're here with uh, mushroom scientist Dane Stevens, <laughs> a
2: mycologist, <Yeah>. super <laughs> senior scientist, red line anything science, mycology related. No, <laughs> no, Just no. Dane Stevens. Sign. Dane Stevens with us. He's the uh, chief marketing officer of a uh, kind of new, uh, innovative company here in Vancouver, Opti-My Health. Yes.
3: Marketing and science are like the same thing. Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah. Telling the story and doing the works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, No, Health, a company I founded uh, two years ago with some friends. Um, And uh, yeah, it's been a kind of a busy, busy two years uh, to this point, but super excited to tell you guys about it. That's awesome. Ask away, man. I'm here. Let's get into it. All yours.
2: We're glad to have you with us today, man.
3: We're excited for so many reasons. One, we want to get into like some one-on-one of mushrooms because I think it's something if you're not already into it, you're probably curious about it or have a friend that's, you know, been been hyping it up on your your group chat. So I think there's there's if not already a habit, there's curiosity for uh, sure. But before we get into the mushrooms, let's like, uh, let's get back to your origins. Let's kind of rewind it back and figure out how how you became a scientist right.
1: and- <laughs> i think mean, you know what for me it's a, it starts personally and and um you know i guess there's two stories i guess my experience with not just psychedelic mushrooms but functional mushrooms as well and I think we were chatting just before we started cordyceps and lion's mane would yes. be two that i use almost almost daily yes um and then i've had sort of a different journey with psychedelics so it really yep. you know benefited my life and I think when things got really stressful during COVID, early early COVID, you're like, you're not really sure, you know, how to feel about the world getting a little smaller and, mm-hmm. you know, your community shrinking in a way and, you know, how that's going to translate with your relationships with a lot of people and work and what's going to happen. Um, and so they've been really great um, just to sort of help you breathe and, mm, yeah. and uh, feel a little more comfortable with the new reality out there.
2: Yeah, it's pretty wild how this last, this last season was like we're coming up on two years now right like it's not far away 20 20 months at least yeah and how you know solutions and innovations uh, around tech and everything obviously pivoted like crazy and it's took expedited off. right like yeah. it's
1: it's i've read some, i don't know it's early like whenever five months in and like ran out of articles to read <laughs> <laughs> something comes out and i don't I, I don't want to say the exact year but it pushes things that had five to ten years totally uh, across a variety of industries and you're seeing that with just like anything ai and the metaverse and all that crazy stuff and then you know just in our business too and and starting with you know jewelry and how i got into to mushrooms but you know our our jewelry store cavalier like that we we push through a lot of initiatives to get into the more digital side of that business and we don't do e-com but everything behind the scenes from building out our own app and for internal organization and just taking you know if somebody used to come into that store we would take notes and file it and give them a piece of paper when now everything storage did sort digitally through the app um, and just customer relationship management took a huge step forward. But we finally had the time to actually do that. And um, you know, that was doing that and then Optimize started to get a little busier and things uh, around us started to get a little more real. We were looking at from the Optimize side, you know, companies going public that we're like, okay, wow, that's, there seems to be an appetite. There's money to be raised. Uh, to sort of fulfill what we thought would be a great vision and a dream to build and and bring out um, not just psychedelic mushrooms to to the greater um, you know or more use cases, I guess, from research to uh, eventually patients, but the functional mushroom side. and um, having that time to read and and listen to different you know podcasts and books and and talk to people in the industry it was like, wow, there's something really here. So that space and that time to to reflect was kind of the the kicker and, um, yeah it's been a pretty interesting journey
2: yeah it's pretty wild how we would look at this time historically and even in it and be like it's it's been terrible but then like the amount of innovation that has come out of it right uh like you just it's, it's just been great trying, for me Cavalier, to be honest yeah. i mean
1: there's things that are that are horrible and and you know i've been super super lucky like i don't i'm not trying to you know to, to look at it from a lens like, hey, we well, just got by, right? Like, you know, you you have an opportunity to use your time and it's really the f- most finite resource we all have. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's a pretty old cliche and it's probably from some other podcast. It's true that I like time and our energy is... Yeah, you know. it's, it's all you got, right? And, um, you know, using that wisely and making a choice to make the most of the time is something that, um, you know, maybe it's not a decision I would have thought I'd, you know, looking at it from that lens. But, you know, for me, I really, I think our, our group as a whole, um, at Optima and Cavalier, um, really are, you know, using that time as, as best as we can and we're trying anyways. Yeah. So growing up young man in, in the mean streets of Latin, <laughs> Yeah <laughs> did,
3: did you have like a, a business spirit growing up now? I mean, looking at you now, you're, you're, you're a, a part of multiple businesses um, a big part of the business community in, in Vancouver. Was that part of your your ecosystem growing up or is that something that yeah. kind of evolved as you
1: grew? It evolves and like your my passions, I found what I'm passionate about through things that I don't like. And mm-hmm. um, the jewelry side is I'm third generation in that business. Yeah. It's kind of my first love. Like I'll always be involved in that business yeah. at some capacity. Um, you know, traveling and buying gemstones and, and diamonds and bringing them back and you know, creating that, uh, you know, that what happens to those stones after and the second Mm -hmm. half of it, it's not just about the buy side and the travel and I love travel and and, and that aspect of it, but the, the business side and helping a client create an engagement ring and Mm
0: -hmm. walk them
1: through that process is pretty cool. And you love it when you're doing it with your friends and then you meet a lot of cool people along the way. And so you carve out what you're passionate about within that industry. Tons of stuff I don't like. I won't say them on air here, but um, that's that's human nature, right? You're not yes. going to love everything about it. I always struggled with when people are like, oh, I want to find my passion and then mm-hmm. pursue it in a career. It's like, you got to carve that out. Mm-hmm. Like you can't just be really passionate about one thing because, you know, say you're passionate about cars or whatever it is, but maybe you don't like working with your hands, and you don't like getting, getting dirty and you love cars, but there's always going to be something you don't like yeah. about it. And actually what happens is I found that the things that I don't like when I'm doing them, it just makes me appreciate the other things that I'm passionate about within the, within the business.
2: Yeah. That's cool. Any, uh, any crazy like travel stories you've oh, been, you've been somewhere like at a, at a like diamond mine or <laughs> looking for looking for gemstones. Yeah. The
1: gem mines are pretty interesting. Um, I mean, I was in Sri Lanka a couple of weeks ago, got food poisoning, can't <laughs> drink the water in these mining towns and, um, you know, you're eating with your hands. Uh, it's really Muslim community. So yeah, Um, they're always, you know, they're wanting to come eat, eat my house and, you know, after you don't want to say no, you're trying to be really polite. Um, so, you know, we're two days into this mining town in the middle of Sri Lanka Mm -hmm. looking for sapphires with the guys we trust. I've known them, you know, my whole career and it's like dinner time at their house and I'm, you know, washing (laughs) my hands in like, what I know is dirty water, Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, and, uh, you, or at least I'm just not used to it. Right. And, and yeah, so it's different. Like bacteria. Different, stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. It's, I'm just, my, I know in my mind, I'm like, this isn't going to end well. And so we're, you know, you always eat with your hands at these dinners and sure enough, like three hours later, I'm so sick. Oh, and, no. um, yeah, that's just, I mean, one story I've got thousands of them, a <laughs> lot of them not appropriate for this <laughs> conversation, but yeah. um, hey, wherever you want to go, you should, <laughs> yeah. <you can> go. <laughs> no, there's just like the classic, you know, small town mining stories where yeah. Um, you know, you know, you, the roads are small, and you're you're driving around in an armored car and stuff like that. It's it's uh, it's pretty wild, and you, mm-hmm. you learn a lot about different communities and cultures and what makes them tick, um, and just how important, say, that that emerald or that sapphire is to their to their community. And you know, when you buy it from them, where that money goes, you get to see directly the benefits of that community over time when you keep going back. There. Yeah, that's, that's cool.
2: cool. So you try to create relationships with these people, you have to, yeah. right? It's
1: all it's so much trust and. Um, you were always trying to bring some new people in, but it's always through a referral when we're buying stones, you don't just go out there and like meet someone it's, you have to know where they're, where they're doing business and it helps us tell a better story to our customers too. Mm -hmm. Um, it's much easier for us to say like, you know, this is exactly where it came from. Um, there's a lot of bad actors in that industry. And so you really want to be careful and strategic about who you're giving your money to. Uh, and your time yeah
3: yeah Yeah, that's cool i even think from like a tourist side like um i traveled through sri lanka and that region before the juice truck and there's so many beautiful raw gems and stuff like that everywhere but but there's also a
1: lot of like fake
3: gems yeah (laughs) the
1: the closer you get to the mine the more fakes you're gonna see yeah Mm -hmm. and um
3: you know i always found it exciting to look at the raw gems and just like see how beautiful they are and um imagine what they could look like you know if you kind of polished them up but uh yeah equal amount of really cool raw gems where you know a few few shady salesmen you <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. telling me how much it's this, out there this right they, in, there's just a anything. different
1: set of rules in different parts of the world and yeah, i think yeah. that that gets lost sometimes right when we're you know we get asked a lot of hard questions about where we're getting our product from whether it's you know gems or mushrooms yeah and yeah i think um it's important to take a step back and try and provide some context about what that part of the world is, you know, yeah. has been for so long, and we're so privileged to be here. Um, but the irony is, you know, living in Vancouver, i was like, I don't think a lot of the guys that do business with there have any interest in living how we live here. Mm-hmm. Like they're so content and happy, and yeah. um, you know, we're so fast paced, and this would scare that they're just oh, not yeah. interested in yeah. it. And I think we've kind of gotten that backwards. And you know, I look at you know what we're doing with the mushrooms and. Um, I'm listening to uh, the new Michael Pollan book, oh, Your Mind on Plants. Your Mind on Plants. Oh, yeah, and uh, he's,
3: he's, a, he's a smart thinker. That he's guy. going
1: into the, I the chapter on mescaline and, yeah. and peyote, and you know, indigenous people for so long have been, you know, just the short end of the stick. Everywhere you look, and um, you know, they don't want to give up that peyote to the white man, mm-hmm. and because um, they're saying, you know, you guys have already screwed up. Mm-hmm. And this is like something that now you're trying to come back to the, you know, the, the roots of indigenous communities when we had it right all along. Mm-hmm. And you guys are trying to use this medicine to, you know, to, but you missed your shot in a yeah. way. So it's a pretty interesting um, perspective. And yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, that's interesting. I mean, I'm sure we'll get into it even later, but just that <laughs> idea of like sourcing. Yeah. Right, you touched on And, and where do we come from and acknowledging it's key in both businesses? Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, that's really important.
3: Well, should we just jump into the mushrooms? Should we just? Uh, <laughs> yeah, should it. we just go deep? Let's do it. Let's do it. So, like for myself, we're high right now. Yeah. <laughs> With scientist Dan Stevens, he's got a science hat on, so he oh, must be yeah. a scientist. Yeah. Uh, if you are listening to this, he's he's the director of marketing. You know, so if we want some science background, he'll he'll give us some yeah. resources. But um, for myself, like I first tried magical mushrooms as. At that time, they were then coined more of like a, a hero's journey, a psychedelic experience, mm-hmm. like a trip. Um, in my like later high school years, you know, group of guys Same. would we'd go out, eat some stems and climb some trees, and <laughs> you know, get connected with nature really, and ask mm-hmm. like get into philosophical questions and big adventures, and yeah. it was a lot of fun at that time. And then that kind of stopped for like a decade or so. Once I became a, like a respectable know, yeah. quote adult and then you know microdosing <laughs> became a thing and it kind of gave permission with a new light um an educational light of the benefit that you know psilocybin and mushrooms can have on our on our mental well-being and, and more from a wellness perspective so for yourself like did you first try this as a high school student yeah i'll
1: just say well, yeah i'll get into that for sure but <laughs> yeah. um it's important to to recognize like they don't cure anything yes. it needs it's just uh it's just could help yeah. and you need you know to continue a lot of you know you need still to exercise and you yeah. need community and you need it's not just a magic pill in the form of a plant yes. or in the form of a fungi mm-hmm. like it's it's still just something that is part of your life and yeah um so that's it just for anybody listening like you know mushrooms don't just cure ptsd right you know okay. there's a lot of things that need to happen right to get there for from my personal perspective um you know, I had the similar experience, like a bunch of buddies eat some mushrooms in high school and, um, they are like, Whoa, like, let's, I'm good for a while. <laughs> you know, I don't need to do that again for a long time. And ha- kind of had that hiatus and, um, just wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. And I think what I've learned with, you know, some of my peers and, you know, we're all kind of around the same age, 21. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> in our thirties and, and some of my friends in their forties, you know, it's easy to kind of just, just race through life in your twenties. Mm -hmm. And I didn't felt like I I didn't really need any of that extra support. Um, I have great family and, um, you know, good friends and, you know, with Cavalier and now Optimize, we really make ourselves part of the community. We're we're there, we're, you know, we're out there doing what we're doing. And um, it didn't really feel like I needed that. And then when you go through a little bit more of like an existential twist or pandemic and things like that start to shift or you go through a breakup, like, you know, you're kind of like, okay, what else is there? How can I, what else can I use at my disposal to sort of get by and get through? So yeah, that's kind of when I picked it up again a few years ago.
3: Yeah. And did you like, there's lots of terms around dosage from, uh, micro dosing to, I don't know. Yeah.
1: And that's another key thing is, is terminology is really important. Like micro dose would mean sub perceptual. So you're not impaired. You're not high. Um, You know, we're doing a dosing study with Optimi with the University of Calgary right now and the Hotchkiss Brain Institute. And what we're doing is, you know, is a very simple phase one clinical trial and dosing to find out, you know, what amounts do we want to proceed with phase two um, with people with indications of depression. So um, that's all using natural psilocybin producing mushrooms. Um, And so, you know, sub perceptual um, that's looking like, you know, a tenth of a gram, something like that. Um, maybe 150 milligrams above that, like 200 milligrams or a Scooby snack, as the kids call it, um, (laughs) 250 to 300, then you're going to maybe a little stoned, um, not for so long. And then you're, but that's more into like low dose, um, or yeah, like low dose versus say a microdose. But people said all the time, like I'm taking 300 milligrams or half a gram. I'm like, you're high. Like (laughs) that's not a microdose. Um, you know, so low dose, mini dose. Um, and then macro dose. So macrodose. Uh, macrodose like... is like three to four grams. Okay. Like you're high. You, oh, you should have, yeah, yeah, you should have somebody there yeah. um, okay. to guide you and make sure you're, you know, you're, you're okay and safe and you have somebody to talk to. And,
3: and then what about like the hero's journey? Is that hero's like... journey?
1: That's a, kind of above that. Like, you know, yeah, you want to be. You want to make sure your set and setting is correct right and again this is not advice I'm giving this <laughs> yeah. is gonna change per person so yeah because you, you d- know you want to you want to research and you want to build a relationship with mushrooms before you start
3: right for so, sure so start with that don't, don't start don't
2: with the heroes
1: bro. do <laughs> not I mean I wouldn't recommend it I. you know what I was at a conference uh, a couple weeks ago in Miami and people were sharing their stories about um, their experiences this guy was a you know bad alcoholic and yeah. he wanted to stop and he kind of met with his um you know his, i guess his therapist and counselor for the experience He's, he seeks somebody out and he just went right in with like a big dose and it's yeah. like that was it he hasn't drank since right wow. but it takes a lot of the follow-up counseling i think for some people and this guy for whatever reason was like no i'm good you know it was, yeah. he had enough so you can i wouldn't recommend it though personally i, I think
3: yeah. we started with those big doses when we were in high you school but know, we, right? we didn't really know <laughs> yeah, we just have a little yeah. baggie of mushroom yeah. caps and stems and kind of be snacking mm-hmm. on them as we walk through the forest. So who yeah. knows, who knows? I mean, everybody had different experiences back then too. So. For sure.
1: And there's something to be said, like that's, that's an way that that in its own way is really therapeutic. Mm-hmm. You know, if you get together with some friends and you're in a safe place and you uh, want to go for a nice long walk and go swimming and yeah. have some mushrooms, I think there's no better form of therapy than getting outside and enjoying that with friends. And all that being said, if, you know, as long as no one has a history of psychosis, and, right. Um, again, I, do not want this to come off. Like I'm giving advice on how yeah. to, but that's personally how I do it. Yeah. And I feel really comfortable in there. Um, in that zone.
2: Yeah. It's like the entourage effect, right? There's like you had said a few times, it's not, it's not the magic, like silver bullet, yes. this will cure all, but it's like nothing in, is right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. In tandem with healthy relationships, Right. If it's, if it's yeah. depression that you're looking to overcome, then like still seeing like a, a clinical counselor or a psychologist and for sure. Right, you want to make sure. In all those. There's
1: lots of them. You know, we're super lucky in Canada. There's a lot of resources available for people. And, um, you know, I just look at my own scenario and, you know, I'm having, you know, just a little bad day or work stressing me out. Um, you know, getting together with some friends and going doing something active and, you know, introducing some mushrooms if we want is like, you know, there's no, nothing more therapeutic for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: So there used there was obviously like a stigma, like magical mushrooms, trippy, sure. um kinda like along the parallels of like stoner culture or like burnout culture or fringe culture. Um but now it's transcended that and it went from kind of that alternative space to all of a sudden it was like in Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um so how did it go from kind of this alternative culture to one that was like adopted from adapted, uh, by like CEOs, athletes, like a a total different demographic of people than, um, kind of the group that, um, I perceived mushrooms with like in those
1: high school days. Sure. I mean, I think, um, you know, the more education is out there, you look Mm -hmm. at um, you know some of the most famous musicians of all time like yes I wish I could play the guitar like Jimi Hendrix but yeah. may- maybe he's doing something that uh, is enhancing that I'm not really sure so yeah. you know I I'm not the most you know credible mushroom historian but what my you know for everything I've read and um, just watching it sort of evolve and, and doing some you know well a lot of reading uh, you know when I think about how far it's come i think that really has to do with education Mm -hmm. and i think that our you know our society now you have access to anything on your phone and you're like wow these things aren't so harmful and maybe those people weren't so you know just stoners and maybe they were seeing something that you know even like the indigenous cultures right like these medicines been used for thousands of years and i you know i think that's a key distinction to make is not looking at it like a drug or looking at it more Mm -hmm. like medicine used in the right tenses um you know with the right amounts and you know, you find out works for you and so that's I think out there now and it's hard to put the toothpaste back in the bottle I think people are really seeing the benefits and so you're going to want to have where it is now and we were just talking again before we we got on here it's these clinical trials and the studies and Mm -hmm. um, not just the testimonial and the anecdotal evidence Um, it really needs to be supported by science for things to get approved by the FDA or for you to have a a framework of access to psilocybin, which is something we're really supportive of, is how can patients and people um, that feel like this is something that could work for them go and speak with the health a healthcare practitioner or a doctor or someone that not isn't necessarily prescribing it, but you know your body better than anybody, and if you're you know in contact with someone that can help you make that decision and you feel like it could work for you, I think that you should have a legal framework in place to go uh, purchase, you know, farmer grade mushrooms. And that's the other thing too, is how much do you know you're eating? Like how potent were the mushrooms (laughs) that you had? It's a huge fear that I think has just been like, everyone's got that fear. Like, you know, I talked to my like, mom, did you guys ever eat mushrooms? she's like, yeah, I'm just so scared of it though. Like how much, how high, how high would I get? Or, you know, talk to anybody and and even myself, like we're all nodding. We're all like, yeah, (laughs) I've went through that. So that's something that optimize is driven to solve. Right. Is um, consistent dosing with every mushroom, and that's why we built our facilities in Princeton the way we did, um, state of the art. You know, everything's controlled, humidity, temperature, HVAC is all like state of the art, and that's really the only way by measuring all the inputs that you're going to get a stable output. Um, and so, trying to get rid of that dosing anxiety is what we mm-hmm. call it. I love um, it. Is super important going forward because that's how you know patients and people that they're, they're going to want that. You can't yeah. you can't scale it unless you know what you're taking. And well, running. if you had like 150
3: milligrams one day and accidentally took yeah. a gram the next, you're probably not going to try it again.
1: Exactly. And so, you know, our, our facility is set up with a laboratory to, we're going to test. People are already doing it. There's, you know, there's tons of dispensaries online and even in Vancouver, there's places you can just go buy mushrooms off the street. So that is kind of, I think, going to be the old way. I think where we're at now and understanding, you know, the quality of product that we want to put into our own bodies, you're going to want to make sure that the you know, you know what you're putting inside of you.
2: Yeah, there's a there's a parallel I think to like the way that cannabis was seen as like really this recreational uh, for fun. It was already wrecked forever. Yeah, you know? and then, yeah, exactly. And then now it's like um, being used as a as like a component of wellness, right? Mm-hmm. Not as a replacement for any one thing, but in, in addition to. And I mean, do you see like a do you see a parallel in terms of the way? Here now in Canada, like it's yeah. Legalized? It, it like-
1: depends who you talk to. Um, there's the biggest leaders in the space, like Compass and Atai, and and um, those are more drug development companies. Um, they're funded as such. They're they're you know corporate structures are, are built that way. You know they've got billion dollar valuations, um, sort of banking on in eight to ten years when their proprietary analog, um, you know, synthetic version of psilocybin, you know, that pill they want to give you it has to fit through a prescription model. That's a model that I think a lot of people are scared of and they don't really want to be a part of anymore. Like, you know, when you have the natural alternative, why would you take the synthetic made by, you know, that kind of company in, in that sort of pharma model? Well, uh, can you talk about that a little bit more? Cause
3: uh, it's one thing that we were reading with, with Op- Optimize, uh, all natural. Yeah. Uh, the all natural product versus analog or synthetic. So can you kind of just define the differences? And one of the other things that I was reading about on your site is that you guys are using like the whole fruiting body. And Correct. that's like a yeah. point of difference as well. Yeah. Um so if we can just kind of like break down some of those points just for like a common ground of understanding.
1: No problem. So um sort of the a lot of the key players in the space that have that have opened the door and so there's okay. nothing really wrong. Just want to say that too. Like that's that's their objective. It's a free market. Do whatever you want we look at it from our perspective and that's why we're all passionate about it we look at the thousands of years of psilocybin use all natural you know i don't know i think that's going to be the biggest market going forward you know if people want to say okay you know there's a better synthetic alternative so an analog to what the natural is looking like on a chemical structure side okay maybe they take that but i think at the end of the day if you get that natural product that's what you're going to choose every time and mm-hmm. so there's sort of this really big push um, and actually these bigger companies are lobbying against a decriminalization or legalized framework of access for patients because that sort of opens it up more like cannabis where the patient can decide where and when and how um, through a system that's put forth by the government and and that that's sort of a regulatory framework right whereas the other side of that coin is is more of a prescription model and a pharma based um, situation so Optimi prefers the natural, no surprise. And that's cause, cause that's genuine to our uses, you know, my use. And, and, um, and that's how i foresee myself doing that, mm-hmm. um, for, for probably a long time, but, um, and then the fruiting body side of that, the question is that, um, that's more for the function of the mushrooms. So f- with Optimi, we've got, uh, you know, lion's mane, turkey tail, cordyceps, Chaga, um, and, a, you know, a variety of different capsules as well as like a, a vegan mushroom protein powder, which is only using the top, ha- like the, the stem and the, and the caps of the mushrooms. So that the body um, to make our extracts and to make our, you know, fulfill our capsules and put in the protein powder. Whereas a lot of companies out there, they call it full spectrum mushroom, where mm-hmm. they're taking all of the, the mycelium uh, and, the, and the grain or the rice that the mushrooms are grown on, as well as the mushroom itself, grinding all that up and putting that into a pill. But what you're left with is like basically just starch or rice and a little bit of mushroom. So it's really important to make that distinction. And so we were doing our, you know, competitor analysis a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. We're thinking like, where do we fit into this? And it's shocking how many are not actually selling you mushrooms. Right. Like, I'm not going to name any names, but the, a lot of the key players in the space if you look at their labels, it's going to say full spectrum. Mm-hmm. So obviously, cheaper to produce it. Yes, and so they can have a you know, less expensive product, but it's a way lower grade product.
3: Right. I'm so happy you just taught me that because often, yeah. like I've been and taking like mushrooms for, for like, yeah, for a long time. Um, on a like on a holistic medicinal sense, like the lion's manes and the chaga and the cordyceps mm-hmm. that you mentioned. And I'll see full spectrum on the label, and I'll just like, sweet, yeah. I'll take the full spectrum one. It's gonna like give yeah. me the full spectrum of positive, uh, yeah. positive like, wellness. You yeah, know? it's
2: like a good marketing thing because it yeah. sounds like you're getting something that's like, totally. oh, it's the full spectrum. Like I of- don't want the part spectrum, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't, don't give me half it. spectrum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give
1: me the full. Yeah, so wow. it's um, there's a lot of consumer awareness that still isn't there yet at yeah. the industry of the whole. We've seen, you know, some of the the bigger you know, I guess vocal champions like Paul Stamets and these guys, they really put mushrooms to the forefront of of the community and, and, and beyond. Right. So we still think it's obviously in its infancy as a, as a consumer product, like mushrooms, they've been around forever, Chinese medicine, but it's sort of at this tipping point, at least building up to this, this spot where I think consumers are going to start asking those questions. Mm -hmm. And so that's where we felt really comfortable and, and we could fit into that and not just say we have a superior product, but, you know, we're actually telling the truth about what, um, what we're selling. Yeah. That's so, cool. Yeah.
2: You don't have to wonder, wonder no, no, about so, what you're Like, getting. what would I rather take? Right. It's yeah. such an
1: easy question to answer. Like, why would I, why would, why would I go to market with something that I know is like not as good? Yeah.
3: I'm going to go home and look at all of the labels. You should. I've got a dozen of my <laughs> products Our products are out in
1: mid-January, have. so I'll <laughs> okay. send you the sweet. You know, you guys gave me this beautiful bag yeah, of, yeah. you know, probably. Well, that that always-
2: protein is looking, guys, just looking at it on your on your website, yes, yeah. uh, um, OptimizeHealth.ca. That's so cool. I was yeah. like, that's kind of cool. The limitless vegan protein, Oof. chaga reishi, lion's mane, turkey tail, and cordyceps. Oh like, goodness. that's, that's so a good. That's a good sign mixture. Me good, up. good mix. Yeah. Honestly. So
1: we will have. It'll be um, optimylife.com. This is a, you've got the corporate website there, but um, it's it's complete. We just need to launch it. Um, you know, small packaging issues from China. So that's yeah. kind of uh, everything's kind of been delayed. a bit of a hiccup. Yeah, yeah. and and um, but that being said, we're.
3: So because the podcast world kind of lives, it's timeless in terms of when it launches. <laughs> yeah. This will probably come out early January. So, okay, great. So your website will probably.
1: Yeah, so buy it now. <laughs> 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 Com. There you go. Oh.
3: Vegan mushroom protein. Yeah. yeah
1: get your capsules, do your subscriptions, keep an eye on your local influencers. <laughs>
2: there <laughs> you go. Look for that
3: full, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 not that full spectrum, no. that, that fruiting body. only fruiting body
2: my god so interesting but i think it just speaks to i mean you were talking about earlier too dane like the the kind of amount of knowledge that exists already like it's been used in tcm for thousands of years the indigenous people have been unlocking and using these these mushrooms for for wellness and health and you know all all things for generations and yet in our kind of like modern context there's still a lot of stigma there's still a lot of misinformation sure. or just like a, a big gap of information how do you see like optimi do you have plans of like yeah we got to we, and- we
1: got to be educators um you know we're building out t- so much content now and and it's been a it's been a really interesting ride when i look at the differences between um uh, building cavalier for the last 10 years and and sort of taking what i've learned there and applying it to this business um, we are operating in a, we're a public company um that was a way for us. We, we weren't going to do that. We were going to actually just, you know, stay private for a little while, uh, eventually maybe do a direct listing on the CSE. And then the market got really hot uh, January 2020, uh, sorry, 2021. so almost a year ago. And there became an opportunity to do an IPO. There was a lot of money running into the space. And so we, we took it and um, it really helped us fulfill our dreams of building up, you know, our, our facilities to grow. Um, so I guess, yeah, first and foremost, like optimize a, you know, purpose-built mushroom cultivating company, um, with a nutraceutical line, as well as focusing on clinical trials and research, um, because we're going to want to be the educators and push that science forward ourselves while keeping an eye on everybody at what everybody else is doing and trying to incorporate that into what we are, what we're up to. So mm. it's important to have all three aspects on the go because they all inform each other. So what you're growing is going to, or what you're selling is going to inform what you're growing and what you're growing. You're going to want to test and make sure that it's, you know, of a quality that you'd want to put your name behind. Um, you know, just from my own perspective of, you know, being being in business in, in Vancouver, um, I'm happy to put my name on the homework. It just has to be yeah. what I would actually do. And mm-hmm. that's why I never got involved in cannabis. I just I don't smoke weed. So yeah. this is the only really thing outside of jewelry that I'm you know really passionate about on mm-hmm. um, the business side.
3: So can you speak to on that note how microdosing or using psilocybin or our mushrooms as a whole has impacted your life
1: yeah i mean it's not i don't take them it's there was there was a point in my life when i really f- found the benefit um just to take a step back mm-hmm. and slow down um you know you move pretty slow if you take a lot of mushrooms right Very slow. <laughs> but, yeah it just um sort of gave me a reset and um i don't think it's any you know people maybe listening to this it's any shocker or surprise that when you're when you're doing psychedelics or you're on a you're on mushrooms or you know whatever it is you're you're just more aware of nature and, you know, the, the plant can breathe at you and you're just taking a step back and evaluating your life. And, um, you know, I look at all the things in my life, um, you know, I'm more uh, creative at work. I think that I'm better to be around at work for, for my staff. Um, I look, you know, just in, inward and think I'm more grateful. So you look at all these different aspects of your life and you're like, what, what changed? And for me, mushrooms were a big part of that. Um, But then it also takes, you know, you have to still do the work. You can't just be like, I'm going to use it. Now I'm just better because I'm taking mushrooms. (laughs) It's like doesn't really work like that. You have to. But they can help you put you in that mind frame. Right. And so for me, I found that really beneficial. I found my output was better. Um, You know, my relationship with my family was better. Uh, and just kind of looking at it a little bit like, okay, where where was I at a certain point? What changed? Um, but at some point, you know, I, you know, I started talking to someone a little bit more and gave me the courage to do that. Um, just things that I probably, you know, needed, and it was more of a catalyst than anything.
3: Mm-hmm. I, I find personally I've experimented a little bit with the microdosing and am interested in experimenting with it further, but I've, I've found like... I can get a lot of anxiety um, yeah. whether that's... The like, world's hard, man. Yeah, like, yeah <laughs> you absolutely. You got businesses, businesses. It's hard. family, all that yeah. stuff. And I, I did find like, it's funny enough, like I got gifted um, some some psilocybin mushrooms um, from a, another local company. Yeah. I'm going to try the option <laughs> out. But it was just like, I don't know. They saw, saw me on Instagram and they're like, here, try these out. And I was like, sure, why not? And I found the how they took the edge off and reduced the anxiety was like unbelievable like i couldn't believe how i would have like a stressful situation and i would take you know 150 milligrams or something like that and i'd be like oh i feel good now yeah i'm I'm good i'm like ready to like go into the situation that was giving me stress or anxiety Mm -hmm. and now i'm like approaching it with like a good positive uh positive like Attitudes. So
1: it's half the battle, right? Because you get out what you put out or you get back what you're putting out. And if if you're walking into a situation without that mindset, people are going to be looking, you know, you're maybe like, is he angry today or what's going on? If you're a little happier, like, you're going to get better in return. Mm
3: -hmm. Or if I know like the day is going to be stressful and I've got meetings that would typically like put me into a bit of like a fight or flight kind of headspace, you know, just having whether it's placebo or the actual mushroom doing his job. Um, yeah. You know, I found that I was able to problem solve. Uh, like it took that kind of that fight or flight away and it put me in a space where I could approach the problem. From, yeah, but you're not like, impaired, right? It's yes. like that's, you know. Yeah, whatsoever.
1: I like to know? push the boundaries every now and then. Yeah, yeah. 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 I definitely like, because I, I kind of. I'm cook- I cook better. I'm a little that's bit more creative but that's like more, yeah. but it,
2: but isn't it like uh you know people would be like oh I, I i can't start cooking until my second glass of wine yeah because I need that like you know whatever it's like inhibition or it sparks that creativity or just kind of like up a unwinds bit. you from the day yeah. and I, I feel like that's where maybe some of the the conversation loses its nuance when when you start talking about something that's traditionally seen as more of like a drug and has the stigma again that we've said before mm-hmm. is where people say like oh it's it's like a it's more risky or it's like a whatever for sure like Like, deviant kind of behavior like get out there and you're so high and blah 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 but as as opposed to well
1: it depends where you are it's always really important set and setting right like if you're super messed up on mushrooms and you're walking down the street like that's probably not the most appropriate place (laughs) um you know so you really want to make sure that you know the set and setting are taken care of and that you're You know, you're not yet that would be a complete misuse in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Like I would never go to the bar, like, you know, oh, out yeah. with friends. like I just that would be so challenging. Yeah. That'd be a bad trip and it can actually have the most a really negative effect, right? Like it can put you in a bad place or if something traumatic happens yes. while you're in that mode. Um, you know, if you saw, you know, an accident or something like that and you were, you know, you were you're under the influence of mushrooms, like you would that, that could be really detrimental, right? Mm-hmm. And the other further to that, you know, there's a lot of cases out there where, you know, in talking with my friend who's a psych- psychedelic therapist, he sees patients all the time and, um, you know, he is a registered counselor as well. It, it can open up a lot of things for people. And so um, it's always really, you know, if you have something you're trying to work towards or work through, it's important to remember that, well, you could come out of the other side and want to shake up your whole life. Yes. And so that's, you know, that's more of the macro dose scenario. But, you know, if you're experiencing trauma in a relationship and, you know, you're going into it thinking, I really want to work through with this person. But after your session or two sessions, you know, maybe you're like, I'm, I'm, that's it, I'm going to leave, you know, so it could really shake up a lot of things in your life if you're not, um, you you just have to be aware of it, right? There's no magic pill.
3: Can yeah. bring some clarity, kind of yeah, shakes little out, clarity shakes out the garbage a little bit <laughs> for <laughs> sure. You know,
1: yeah. Yeah, those social
3: media posts don't matter so much <laughs> 100%, after
1: 100. You know, even that it's like I'm spending less time on my phone. Yeah,
3: like that's a great uh, you know positive trail of taking something like this. Huh. I, I've read some of the benefits, um, like you mentioned, uh, in addition to other modalities, but it can help with anxiety, depression, addiction, PTSD uh can you kind of touch on how it's not a magic bullet but it can mm-hmm. be part of that regiment to um you know approach some of
1: those yeah those things. so when it comes to like i think it's really important to make the distinction um you know i wouldn't consider myself uh and you know most of the people that i've ever done mushrooms with to have you know a lot of those really serious disorders so I think there's sort of two camps, right? And they should be able to coexist. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's something that I hope, you know, the government and whoever is going to, the powers that be going forward, uh, consider, right? Like, I think there is a really strong case to be made for adult use or intentional use. I don't want to use the word recreational, but similar to how cannabis is used now by a lot of people. And it's really safe. And you might get really high for a long time, but, you know, there's really no, uh, it's not like heroin or any, it's just not even the same league, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to make that distinction if you do have some of those, you know, issues and conditions or disorders that you do consult with someone first. Right. You, you definitely want to make sure that you understand how this could impact you if you have this issues. So
3: now would there be like a screening process for. Yeah. If, if I were to go on your website. We don't,
1: yeah, we don't sell to the public. Like you can't, you can't buy, we don't sell psychedelic mushrooms. We strictly are are set up and and going through the licensing phase right right now with Health Canada to be a a recognized, uh, it's called a dealer's license. So we're almost there and, um, you know, it's a milestone that we're actually, by the time this comes out, maybe we have it. And Mm -hmm. um, so that's sort of what we're set up to, um, to do. Now there are, I think it's around 50 Canadians now that actually have an exemption to possess mushrooms cool and so what they're doing right now is it's a case-by-case basis which is a really inefficient and arbitrary way for you know even for myself it's like oh i'm a little i'm anxious this helps me um that's no less valid than say someone that actually you know does have real issues if it helps you you should be able to access that medicine at, you know as, as you please right there shouldn't really be any barriers and how it's set up right now is it's an You know, you fill out all the paperwork with Health Canada. If I want to get an exemption, um, it's called the Section 56 exemption. That goes to the health minister. And the health minister, you know, at the end of the day is an elected official, is the one that's saying yes or no or saying provide me with more information. It's like that's super inappropriate to me. I think that people should be consulting someone they trust who knows them and knows their medical history Mm -hmm. to say, okay, is this right for you? And if you have a history of, say, psychosis, like that's a number one thing where it's it shouldn't be, mm-hmm. um, you know, so there's there's that all really boils down to education, both mm-hmm. from the regulatory side and and from, you know, patient care.
2: Right. So beyond um, this kind of process that you just described of how you would go about an exemption, yeah. like what do you see? Is the government, like in provincially or federally, are they moving towards? Yeah, like is it de- decriminalization? Is it legalization? Because that's a I similar.
1: Think, I think yeah, that's a good great question. Um, from I think a great group to look into, um, is called Therasil, and they're sort of the leading nonprofit who's helped, um, the first cohorts of Canadians get their Section fifty six exemptions, um, from the government. And so, what they are is they're a nonprofit. Um, they help you do the paperwork, and they're able to you know. They potentially sit with you, you know, if you're a Canadian, you should have access to whatever medicine you need at any time, like bottom line. And so um, it'll be interesting to see how it goes. They proposed a regulatory framework to the government. Another uh, group called the Canadian Psychedelics Association has also, the CPA has also proposed uh, a framework and that's based around patient access, um, which is, it's really exciting. We're kind of on that cusp. It takes time to get those things through. Um, you know, certain governments feels like they're more, you know, aligned with that approach. But, um, you know, so that's sort of where things are at today. You have these Canadians who are exempted to carry mushrooms, but they still have to go to the black market to to get them. And mm-hmm. what are you really getting, right? Like how, what's the dose, you know? Yeah. So that is another reason why I think Optimi, you know, is, is I feel like I'm pitching, is well positioned uh, because we see that need, right? And mm-hmm. If I was a patient, no matter how big or small or, you know, how anxious I was, I'd want to know that I'm getting it from a place that, you know, is above board, that's paying taxes, that knows what they're doing rather than, you know, black market. And you just don't know, right? There's, mm-hmm. you know, microbacterial contamination, it's it's just,
3: Yeah. Do you guys think that, as Dean mentioned, like, do you think decriminalization would happen with legalization?
1: Yeah, I think um, decriminalization, you know, that's more of like a, a resource question, it seems like. Like yeah. the, the government, um, whether it's provincial or federal, you know, there's, they're putting a lot of resources into things like that maybe don't need that sort of uh, attention uh my my answer to that so i think that's that's sort of a different question we're mostly focused on patient access right and if that comes through um decriminalization where people are like okay you don't you don't you can just get mushrooms now and there's you know licensed dealers and things yeah um that's cool i think it's also important to remember that like whatever happens Mm -hmm. they're you can still just buy mushrooms wherever you want. Yeah. Like it's not whatever the framework I mean, is. Like pick, you can go
3: pick them in the wild if you want. Yeah.
1: To. So that's not going to, they're always going to be there. Yeah. It's just how patients access right. them is going to change. And it, I, I believe it, they want it from a farmer grade yes. natural supplier. Mm-hmm. At least that's what I would want. Cause we all go through the same things. Like how much is in it
2: or. Yeah. 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 People want to know what they're getting, right? Like we look at the labels on everything we eat, drink, we we want to know what's in there. And so even more so when it comes to something like this that can, can really, uh, help you with your health. And maybe if you are taking too much can be detrimental, right? Like if you say you kind of have this bad experience, it would put people off of it for sure. From a business perspective it's like, you don't want that. You don't want that
1: either. So it does come with a lot of education and that's sort of what's, you know a lot of people the education now is so testimonial it's like well what does yeah. it actually do to you and your brain and your you right. know your blood's blood work and um what are the you know what are the, the things that it's actually solving within you how to measure that everyone's different everyone's yeah. going to have different doses that's going to be required you know like the early people with cannabis were getting like they said they were like 10 grams a day it's like yeah wow like i i believe you um but like that's not for everybody, right? Like Definitely that would. Not. So it's it's how do you define um, that framework? What people are allowed to have? How much is realistically you know they're they're going to do? But and and make a framework that can accommodate everybody, right? Because there are people that are going to need a lot to go to go do it with, right? Yeah. Right.
2: Yeah. I mean, can you touch on too? Like, I know obviously no, not with scientists. notwithstanding, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. But like in terms of you know these things are considered illicit sub- substances still like for some for some reasons yeah. so how do you like start to offset some of the things where people say yeah but um, what? how do you know about the risks associated with it whether it, things like you had mentioned before with like Pre, pre-existing conditions which yeah. isn't necessarily the the mushroom itself it could be very much just like the person in their own physiology physiological yeah. makeup right. but how do you start to like mitigate against some of maybe the naysayers or people who are like yeah but it's like pretty dangerous or what about protecting yeah, kids they're, they're right
1: a lot of the time like they can be really dangerous like if you ate them and went driving like that's dangerous right and um i think it's important to remember that in our society we've got alcohol which is in my opinion the most destructive you know, thing out there, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that people, you know, and when I say to people like, "Oh, that's you know, psychedelics it's that's drugs, right? And it's like, well, you know, maybe, but mm-hmm. I I disagree. It's plant medicine. It's natural. It's from the earth. Um, you, know, you know, obviously LSD and other things like that are, are synthetic, um, but it's important to remember like how it made you feel, and if you're always speaking from a place of honesty, and you can genuinely say this, something has helped me like who are who are they to really go against that and you know I, I think that I don't I think that people underestimate that if somebody wants to do something they're going to do it mm-hmm. and whether that's you know underage drinking when you're in high school or you want to eat the mushrooms when, when you're like whatever like humans are going to do it whatever or however and whenever they want I think it's our job to you know people working in that industry to provide everyone with enough education and Whatever side of the fence you're on, if you know, I, I think it's kind of, you know, I, I just the days of people being like, those are drugs, those are bad, like that's definitely on its way out because mm-hmm. now there actually is going to be some science to support that. Like, you know, even my own parents, you know, I think they've read a lot of articles and stuff. And I was like, hey, I'm going into the psychedelic mushroom
2: business. <laughs> yeah, how was that you know, conversation?
1: They, they were like, oh, okay, like we trust you, you know, you you know what's going on, but you know, I had to send them some articles and be like, this is some of the the cutting edge science, and it's. It's a much easier conversation today saying like, you know, Johns Hopkins University is leading this and um, it's getting a a fast track exemption from the FDA because it's showing so much promise as a treatment for depression. Oh, my gosh! Like that's an easy article for someone to read and be like, oh, okay, I get it. I should look at it a little differently. You'd be pretty ignorant to read that and be like, yeah, still drugs, you know, like, yeah. like what are you talking about?
2: As opposed to like all the other synthetic things that people are taking for yeah. those, for those SSRIs, same SSRIs,
1: Prozac, like those are, those are really, you know, not great. If yeah. there's a, if there's a natural alternative, why would you, mm-hmm. why would you continue down that path? Mm-hmm. And um, yeah. Like, do, do
2: you effort? know, Go ahead, do, do you know anything? Is there like uh, risks? Have there, have there been studies that you're aware of, of like, uh, microdosing or taking low-dose yeah. psilocybin my, microdose is the SSRIs? Least,
1: uh, not that I... There has been one study. I, I don't have it on top of me yep. here, but and um, shows some... Uh, it's as as good for some people. Um, I should look it up and maybe you can link it after. Yeah, we can add there, it in, but yeah. there's my, Microdosing has the um, The least amount of studies because there's issues there, like the patient has to take the, the controlled substance home. Yeah. So how do they legally do that? Or if they're going to show up all the time and you got to take all these different, it's just we're going through it right now with our own dosi study, and we put together a really comprehensive outline for that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's,
2: there's work to be done, right? Tons it, of work to yeah, be done, right? Yeah. And so
1: that's that's kind of that's frontier. the fun part, right? Like we're at the frontier, and that's yeah. what's so exciting.
3: Well, one thing you touched on was um, just kind of like a change of language to plant medicine versus psychedelics. And I think if we look at the indigenous science and the indigenous history, like it has, whether that be in Canada or really anywhere in the world, like mushrooms have been a part of so many cultures and histories, whether that, like I mentioned, whether that's here in Canada or in Scandinavia or, Mm -hmm. you know, in Eastern Europe, like there's... There's culture and history of, of taking mushrooms as medicine, as ceremony. Um, mushrooms you know, are billions of years old. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So to like you know, force society to kind of shake our finger at it, you know, there's there's a history much beyond our our own, um, that kind of can inform us to the the possibility of, of this food as as medicine.
1: Yeah, I think, and you know, not just psychedelic mushrooms, but, you know, functional mushrooms and, um, even gourmet mushrooms, like the good for you, you know, and, and, um, you know, I, I give people more credit to see through the BS from someone saying, you know, this is the war, we saw the war on drugs, like it's not a thing, right? Like that just didn't work. Um, you know, and it's, it's sad to see how it's all transpired, especially I, I would say the States more than here, but, um. You know, just looking, looking, taking a step back and being like, okay, what are the, what are the most harmful things in the world? Is it like, you know, using mushrooms responsibly or with the, you know, the help of a therapist and, and to get over trauma? Like that's sort of a totally in my mind, if you're, if you're prepared for it and you, and they, and you don't have a history of psychosis and there's things that, you know, like I, I believe that humans can make that decision for themselves yeah. um, most of the time and um you know just taking a step back it's like why are we trying to suppress things for certain agendas like it's you know humans are going to figure it out we're on the path absolutely yeah
3: and if we're gonna like you mentioned like you're gonna get your mushrooms or your cannabis you might as well make it safe yeah and why uh, why not yeah do it in a way where people can you know apply logic and education and safety rather than like some back lane deal
1: for sure even the function of mushrooms like you know get all the testing done on the fruiting bodies you want to make sure that what we're selling is um you know as advertised uh, you can't really get away with saying something something and not having it like you know deal with in the jewelry industry all the time you got to stamp your gold you got to you know you got to make sure all the paperwork's there in origin um it's really no different in mushrooms you want to make sure that what you have is pe- people are going to look. They look at the juice all the time. They're Excellent. like, "Was well, that really celery?" In that yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that synthetic or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. analog <laughs> celery. Yeah, <laughs> you, coming soon, coming you touched
2: too. on. A, yeah, we talked about it like a little, yeah. little bit earlier in the convo too about you know going to these communities with Cavalier and sourcing the diamonds yeah. like through relationship. So what's the what's the process um, with you guys for like sourcing or growing uh, the mushrooms that you're going to be using in these?
1: yeah the, the first step is research so you want to make sure that what we're growing um you know has value to someone whether that's functional or psychedelic and at the end of the day you know we're not going to grow things that people don't want um and that's the important thing to remember it's like we see the market we're 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 taking part in that market uh functional and and um speaking more to there as well you you want to make sure that what you have has value and um, you know do your history do your research as much as you can it, we don't expect ourselves to know everything I think that um, you know we're people coming into this for the last few years and we, we've we've developed a passion for it something I was touching on earlier and um, you want to make sure that you're doing it the right way and so it, if you know if you can if you can travel around and talk to different communities like we haven't had the opportunity to do that yet it's something that I really want to do and um, connect with maybe some people. And I, I know that indigenous communities are a little are very protective of certain things as well. So um, trying to do it in the right way and just being open to feedback, right? You mm. can't just say, hey, this is what we're doing and we're going to try and we read some things and this is how we're going to do it. It's like if someone approaches you or sees an issue with what we're doing, like we want to hear what you think. Yeah. Um, as long as it's constructive and knowing that we're open for, for that and we, we're willing to engage with any community group that, thinks that we could maybe do something better and maybe we agree to disagree because you know we just that's how the way things go sometimes but you can only do so much and it's important to remember if you're doing it for the right reasons which I believe we are then you don't really have that fear um, which I think is another kind of just rambling here but another issue right people operate in fear a lot of the time am I gonna you know am I somebody gonna come and say oh it's you know. appropriating their medicine and things like that we think about those things but we're we're here to have a dialogue as well if the opportunity comes up
2: yeah that's cool
3: all right so i mean i i feel like uh i'm i've already learned a lot i mean that (laughs) fruiting body Full <laughs> spectrum, yeah. That, yeah. that alone—that was big. Check but,
1: your mushroom containers, people.
3: <laughs> Zach's like doing are the you mental eat, inventory are of are you what eating: rice, I'll, I'll <laughs> or send you you eating, eating mushrooms. I'll send you a pic tonight. <laughs> but can we can we talk a little bit about like the functional mushrooms, the side yeah. and aside? Because yeah. uh, you guys will be offering the the reishi's and the chagas and the lion's mane, yeah, um, cordyceps, all that. Can can you talk about some of those mushrooms and maybe the ones that are part of your your routine and, and what effect they have on you
1: yeah for sure it's not so much like uh it's a good question like the effect every day like the, the key difference with i think functional mushrooms versus say psilocybin or you know the psychedelic side is you're going to feel that effect uh, if you're taking a, you know more than a microdose with the psilocybin with the functional yeah. mushrooms you got to look at it more preventative mm-hmm. add it into your daily routine yeah. make it a part of your life um you know if you can sort of get on a, you know, a daily program. I'm um, not just saying that because I sell subscriptions, but you know, for me, I like lion's mane and a yeah. coffee in the morning. Keep the brain sharp. Yeah. Keep it sharp. Cordyceps. When I was playing, you know, a lot of sports and exercising, I found that I read it on this, like, Oh, does it really increase your VO two max? I can't confirm or deny that, but I feel amazing when I'm working out of the yard, plugging it in here. for the yard. There you, go. <laughs> there you go. there we go. Um, and so, yeah, but maybe that's the, the thing with those. They don't have the kind of science to really yeah. back it up and, You know, we're not out here saying that if you take cordyceps, you're going to lift more. Um, Find out what works for you. Yeah. Um, You know, start with a selection and go from there we're,
2: we have, we're we
3: have, a couple of kids over here yeah. and it's like our we're both into running You're like secret right and it's, it's our we, we joke that it's our secret sauce like we just honestly. started taking them yeah and we're like wow we can run farther and faster <laughs> yeah. like either I our training started the to like pay off or it was the cordyceps and yeah. i think we both think no
2: like right away i noticed because zach had been kind of using them and told me about them and i i watched that bbc documentary with david attenborough ta- talking about what it is so i was like there's not yeah. a chance i'm taking that right yeah. but then i don't know I didn't growing even, out of the dead caterpillar oh, insane yeah. right but then you take it uh, eventually i just got over myself i was like okay i'll try it like if it's gonna help me run faster or whatever I'll, i need anything yeah. and uh it was like literally a, a switch was flipped and yeah. i just knew right i was like this is this is a game change this isn't just like oh today's a good day out there it's like wow you can actually yeah. feel this is like a
1: You've got to make it part of your ritual. Yeah, and I think the more um, the more prepared you are, and you know, chaga, turkey tail, those things. It's it's more of a preventative approach. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and add it into your sort of daily routine, so you, maybe you don't, you don't get as sick. If you do, you know, that's just I I don't want to say that especially with covid and everything right now know, like yeah. do you take this you're not gonna get it like it's not again what we're up not to making uh, we'll leave like, that
2: we'll leave that for other podcasts yeah. <laughs> not, <laughs> totally naming any names. not gonna name yeah. that one um <laughs>
1: uh, so yeah it's it's uh, find out it what works for you and and um just listen to your body
2: cool yeah
3: yeah i'm a big lion's man and cordyceps. those are the two that i feel lion's man and cordyceps. Like you mentioned, like chaga, um, turkey tail, all of those, I, f- I find, I, I take them just for general immunity, but I do find linesman makes me feel a little sharper. Yeah. Uh, when I don't take it, I don't know. Yeah, I'm with you. I think feel a little less, like the tool shed's a little less sharp. Yeah.
1: Uh, agreed. Yeah.
3: yeah cordyceps just uh that's the secret sauce
1: that's the one that... i gotta
3: try it i mean i'm kind of like a noodle arm guy over here i gotta try lifting weights with it see if it can put some muscle on this
1: body yeah yeah i mean that's it's uh <laughs> <laughs> you're looking great dude yeah. <laughs> 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 I <got> you, bud.
3: <laughs> so what do you think the future of mushrooms are if we're you know talking five years out what does this space look like
1: yeah there, i you know i think there's got to be some framework in place for psychedelics um just kind of i'll start there it's probably the easiest it's uh, i can't see a future that continues with this many people being this positively affected um where they can't have you know proper access to what they need um i think that would be a complete failure by whoever's in charge to not consult with the you know the groups and you know for us it's um we're really supportive of that and i think that canadians deserve that i think that um you know, from, a, from just, again, a, a taking a step back and you think, like, why can't you have something that helps you no matter how big or small that is? And so I think it's, it'll take some work to get there, but um, if you're working in the best interest of the patient and the person, it's a pretty easy cause to get behind. Um, so I'd encourage people to look at what is up to. Uh, you know, they're doing a great job. They're sort of at the forefront of that push. And, um, you know, that's sort of that side. When I think about uh, mushrooms in general, Uh, you know, the, the functional side, I think we're sort of just at the tip of the iceberg. Um, you know, we're working on a lot of innovative products, um, you know, dehydrated products and things like that, that Mm -hmm. I think we're really excited about that are, uh, have a greater use. I think that mushrooms are now becoming this thing where you can introduce it to, you know, any part of your life or any sort of food, uh, and feel good about what you're putting in your body. Um, so I do see that to be sort of the future of innovation on, on the functional products as well, which is really, again, one of the most exciting parts because we've got a great you know, team at Optimi that's pushing that forward. We're always testing new things. Um, and so that's sort of you know, 2022 and beyond is, yeah, we have our core um, you know, capsules and protein and what we, what we kind of launched with, but how can we you know, make mushrooms more accessible, whether it's chocolates or gummies and sort of taking that approach to make it more of a, you know, a household thing mm. and just hit all the demographics. Right. I mean, we're, that's yeah, cool. We're, yeah.
3: Well, I saw in New York, at like uh Times square or whatever. There was like a, the first ever like psychedelic mushroom, uh, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know what I'm trying to say here, but it was like, like, on, the like on the big screen, on the big screen. Yeah. Like double blind magazine and okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Like rainbow and a few others. Like they teamed up and they had like, This like major psychedelic ad, which was apparently like the first psychedelic billboard of that sort in in history. Uh, Yeah. And I think
1: the future, the future and anything, the future is going to look like how we want it to look. Yeah. And I think putting that power into people is something that's really important at this stage. And, you know, creating that educational base is what's going to, you know, push things forward because they're going to understand more what what the benefits are.
3: So are there some re- and the, and the negative
1: effects too, right? And just kind of building out what's appropriate mm-hmm. for future use. Mm-hmm. Of
3: course, yeah, that's that's great to see both sides. So if people are wanting to educate themselves further and learn about mushrooms other than listening to this podcast, are there resources, books, podcasts that you can?
1: I think Michael Pollan is a great place to start. Yeah, um, how to change your mind, and then the new one, your mind on plants. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, I, th- I think that Paul Stamets has some great articles and you can sign up to these magazines, Double Blind Magazine. Yeah, you know, there's a there's a bunch of different ones out there and, and just get familiar with with them um, and uh, build a relationship with the mushroom if you yeah. can. Yeah, there's no there's no uh, no better thing than I think some really, you know, light firsthand experience yeah. and just make sure that you're doing it with people that you trust. And I'm not promoting do that. I'm talking about the functional mushrooms.
3: <laughs> have you got into the like the foraging side or are that side of mushrooms? Would at all? love to,
1: yeah. yeah. Uh, I know, my friends have done it Tofino, up Cortez Island. Yeah. It's like super cool, yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah. it's cool. We like um, we had Steph Daycare on, who's got Vancouver Mushroom Co. And we kind of got into the ecosystem of mushrooms, how like they're their own. Like it's their own kingdom. You know? Yeah.
1: You can get really deep into those rabbit holes. yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah. Mushrooms are the world. I, um, you know, I think it's important too, to just make sure that you're, you know, whatever you want it, to, you, you can get as far into that rabbit hole as you as, yeah, as you want. And so just be mindful. There's other things in the world <laughs> yeah, as well, like jewelry. True. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 right. I'm Gotta sure your business right. partner Cavaliers is yeah. like, there's yeah. also this. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But, well, cool. I, I guess a, a few more questions, and then we can wrap up with uh, with some rapid fire. Whatever you want. Um, yeah. Mushrooms aside, uh, one theme that we've had on the podcast in the past is working with friends. Sure. Yeah. And you, uh, you've got two businesses where you work with yeah. your pals, and it kind of is counterintuitive to a lot of business advice. You know, they say don't work with your work with your best friends. Don't work with your.
1: It's bad advice. It's Bad advice. <laughs> can you talk to the benefit like
3: of? Working with your friends and, and yeah. what
1: that looks like for you it comes down to time. Like, wh- who do you want to spend your time with? Um, that's a valuable resource. And you know, I think back and I'm like, okay, I've been doing the jewelry for ten years, and I've done it with been super lucky to do it with one of my best friends, Keith, and I grew up together. Um, and then we started added in some some pieces along the way, and we've become really good friends. And then we added friends of friends to the to the to the business at, uh, at Cavalier, and it's like. I'm just so grateful that I get to spend time with my peers and people that I like and respect. Like you know I couldn't imagine anything worse. you know if you're showing up and you're just I don't really like this person and um, that would be really challenging. and that would have a, a really, I think detrimental impact on on my mental health. I've seen it I've seen friends, we all have those friends that are just like not happy with their job mm-hmm. and well, why And it's like, well I, I hate my boss and I don't like this person I, that would be I couldn't think of anything worse. And taking that and knowing that and, and like really understanding that and bringing that into Optimi, um, you know, I was sort of the main conduit between all the groups. Um, me and the other founders, we uh, we all knew each other, but I was the one that sort of helped uh, everyone kind of get a little more familiar and be like, this is, I, I like every, I know everybody intimately, like I've yeah. grown up with with pretty much everybody involved and now we have a CEO, but he's really sort of the newer the newer guy in the team and um, but he's, you know, he's obviously a welcomed addition, but we went through and made sure, okay, it was this more of a cultural fit. And obviously he could do the job of the, all the last candidates we knew Bill could do it, but, um, it was like, well, we got to work with this guy every day. So mm-hmm. is he going to be, you know, part of the family? So, exactly. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, so far so good, but yeah, I couldn't imagine anything worse than working with people you don't like.
3: Mm-hmm, yeah. That's cool. I agree. I mean, my business partners, my best pal and Dina and I here are, uh, best buds as well we, we get on all right we get yeah. on all right so it's like it's so crazy to think like why would you do business with someone that you like wouldn't have dinner with you know?
1: yeah i mean like and when you do have dinner with them it's just better yeah yeah <laughs>
3: absolutely yeah do you want know to anything else before we hit some rapid fire?
2: Ooh, we could do a little bit. One one question that I did want to have is going to, we're going to pull us back into the mushroom world a little bit. Okay, Um And then we can we can rapid fire it up there from, from there. But we talked about like COVID and the innovations that, that you've done and that maybe part of this whole conversation is like out of an opportunity that came out of COVID. But one of the other things that also happened during this unique time, I think is more and more people identified like, I'm not doing well. Yeah. Like, I'm really struggling. And I think that the rates of people like – you know whether it's telehealth you know zooming with a with a practitioner a, a psychologist to speak to whatever it might be a therapist or taking antidepressants right mm-hmm. so we've seen this big spike and i know a few people who who have taken antidepressants and then noticed all of these other side effects and yeah. things that are happening uh, one one last i guess mushroom mushroom question is like with with the introduction to like microdosing or low dosing as a means of using this as like kind of plant medicine, side effects? Can we talk about that compared to like traditional maybe synthetic medicines or other antidepressants? Things that people have been going sure. On?
1: Yeah, I think the the number one thing to remember is that everybody's different, right? Mm-hmm. So you know if I take a certain amount or a microdose for me, that might not be a microdose for you, or you know if a smaller smaller weight, which is something that is you know again paramount to the dosing study we're doing and i can't really speak personally to the side effects of say you know ssris or or other antidepressants um so i don't really have an experience there but what i've what i've heard is that they maybe aren't as prevalent um when you're doing mushrooms yeah it's more of like a as you were saying earlier like an uplift or you feel like just a little more confident to go about your day and sort of having that daily sort of um, boost, I think, um, just helps you get through certain situations, and you don't feel like you know you're reaching for the bottle, or you you know you just have a little more control, and that's just been my experience. Um, and so it's it is important to remember that everyone's gonna have a different one, and I, you know I'm probably not the best guy to answer if on the antidepressant side. But, yeah, um, you know you have your down days, and uh, I think at the end of the day, if you can, you know, if you don't have to go for a beer or a glass of wine, or you know. There's just so many other things worse that you could do, right? Or if it's, you know, it makes you have a better relationship with whoever you're living with. Like, those are all really valid ways to, you know, to to make yourself a bit of a better person. Yeah.
3: One thing we've talked about consistently is this idea of the positive trail. So I think even if you do take a microdose because you're having anxiety or depression, it might help you with that anxiety and depression, but it also might make you want to get off the couch and go for a walk and spend some yeah. time in nature, which will be have so good for the kind of the brain like, and the body, right? Kind of just like stacking those benefits. Yeah. So there, there can be a positive trail beyond that of the the substance and the food, and I think that's different than like, you know, I think it can be unfairly put into the same pot as cannabis. Uh, and and yeah. uh, alcohol, but mm-hmm. I think the kind of the trail effect of doing something like um, psilocybin or mushrooms is very different. Like if I take cannabis, I'm more likely to want to sit around, watch a show, have a snack. I'm the
1: laziest guy of all time on cannabis. I yes. can't do anything. Like, Same. I, that's why I can't use it. Like if I have a pot, I am out. Like, Same.
3: I'm, I'm not a functional human if yeah. I take some cannabis. <laughs> and alcohol, like, you know, you're not going to go for a run or like be like, let's go have some beers and like do the grouse grind or like spend some time in nature. But if you take a little bit of mushrooms, you might want to go for a hike. You might want to go for a run. You might want to go like, it kind of
1: brings you back down to earth, right? It makes you, for for me anyways, it's made me appreciate, um, you know, just the little things, right? And when you're when you're you're locked in your country or you're locked in your apartment, you're like, wow, yeah. that, that did a good job picking that couch. You know, that, that, <laughs> that was that's a great couch. Yeah, <laughs> um, great balcony too. Good job, nice view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, super save. grateful that I have a view. You know, right? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. Rather than look save at those people down there, things. you're like, they don't have a view. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel bad for those people. Wow, can I bring them some treats? You know, well, I
3: think it definitely can be a gratitude <laughs> part of a gratitude yeah. practice. Like, I, I mean, just. Thinking about how I've done it when I was younger, and been like,
1: "Wow, I really appreciate this
3: tree. I really appreciate this like garden." You know,
1: the first time I did it was with some buddies I grew up with, and uh, I think we were in grade eleven or twelve. And
3: yeah, let's hear your first, uh, your first, first journey. Go! I had
1: no idea. My, my friend's older brother—I'll reserve his name—but uh, he's like, "You guys, let's do them, right?" And we're like, "Okay." And um, we literally kicked the soccer ball back and forth, like howling <laughs> for probably two and a half hours. <laughs> And then and then I had a conversation with myself in the mirror. Yeah. I was like, wow, so good to meet me, and like talked to myself for a while. That was pretty cool. Met myself. That was fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know. Go in. Like that's interesting. Yeah, interesting. And um, so yeah, that was like my first sort of first sort of go.
3: That's cool. Well, Mel Robbins kind of talks about this like thing of like high fiving yourself in the mirror every morning. (laughs) How that's like a good way to kickstart your day. So you're just ahead of the curve on that. Doing that, yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: (laughs) That's cool. Um. Okay, travel, you know, we've been a bit more landlocked with, with COVID, yep. and you obviously travel with with Cavalier. Yep. Um, on a personal side, is there anywhere that you're like, once, you know, the gates are all open, that you're like, excited to go explore?
1: For sure. My gates opened, I, I as soon as I got my second dose, I was like, I'm, I'm out. So, yep. uh, I left it's most of September in Colombia, got nice. a, pro- a couple projects down there. We buy emeralds there, yep. um, kind of always looking for new opportunities um building a house down there with a partner. Cool. And uh, so I was like, I haven't been there in basically two years. It was actually the last place I was before the pandemic. Yeah. And uh, I was really eager to get down there and it was his birthday and I'm like, okay, I'll come come down there and, and uh check in and just see what's going on. And it was just such a breath of fresh air. Like, you know, I feel like Canada is so serious. And that's kind of like it not an i I love I'm super proud to be Canadian and um I just take a, when I was away, I was like, wow, you know, like we are really inundated with negative news and really serious place to live sometimes. So it was just good to get a, you know, get that perspective back. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, since then I've been in Sri Lanka a couple of weeks ago, um, Miami for a bit, Spain, like I'm, I'm. I'm i'm out you <laughs> have, yeah, have you done any gem there.
3: stuff in nepal or india or anything like that no
1: uh, predominantly we we work in thailand yeah. and sri lanka yeah. and Colombia. those cool. are the main three i've been super lucky to go to myanmar a few times and that's cool. that's one of my favorite places in the world wow. um it's really hard to do business there there's a different sort of you know it's not as comfortable as office in bangkok or, yeah. or bogota um but that's like a that's a place I would encourage people to go when the, they've got a pretty bad situation there right now, with right. what's going on with uh, the military government. And yeah. so I can, I'm like, it's gonna, I can feel it's going to be a while before going back, but yeah, I'd love to go like once a year yeah. and we've been lucky enough to travel to the mines there and see what's going on. And um, yeah, it's, it's, that's an amazing country. That, that'll be like, yeah, when I can really go, that'll be, I'll be really excited to get back there mm. for sure.
3: Do you guys do any of your mining in Africa, or do you kind of stick to those regions?
1: Nope, some stones. So we have partners in Sri Lanka, that yeah. they're always in Madagascar yeah. or uh, Mozambique. Yeah. Um, and then some of the emeralds we buy come from Zambia, but it's just too far yeah. to go. My family used to go all the time. Like I'm third generation in the business, and um, that's kind of where it all started was Africa and, and Brazil, actually. Yeah. But then things have changed over time. Where we have there's people that are doing it. And that's sort of their business, and then we can go meet them and discuss and see what's yeah. going on, and um, buy stones directly from them, uh, because it's it's just it's just better to be in one place where everybody comes yeah. rather than in certain circumstances go all the way to Africa for right. just one mine or two right. mines. Like it's you can just that guy's just gonna come see you.
3: Mm-hmm. This is kind of a left turn, but I remember reading after uh, the Blood Diamond movie came out how people just stopped buying diamonds from africa and like these communities that actually had like sustainable mines. yeah like, it's, that's that's like, the thing
1: right like, yeah
3: like they just were like all diamonds from africa are bad and it like negatively impacted all these yeah. communities that were like reliant on like gems and, and for diamonds sure and, it's and,
1: you know it's less than less than 10 i think is what the statistic was or what you know when that movie came out like you're still 90% of the business is, is above board. Right. Yeah. And we get that, we get that question all the time at the store. Like, Hey, you know, is this a blood diamond or whatever? And you're like, dude, like you can't bring that into Canada, bro. Like you have to show like exactly where it came from. It's yeah. not just like, yeah, it is like that, No one wants that. anywhere. Yeah. like, it's not a product that we'd ever support buying. Yeah. And it's not something that you can just easily get. Like you got, you'd have to go to like the worst places, yeah. you know, with some serious issues and, and with money and be like, hey, can I buy like, oh, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, <laughs> That's way too risky. Yeah, exactly. Dude. Yeah. My mom would be so rattled.
2: <laughs> <laughs> crazy, crazy. So be, psychedelics are fine. Stay she, away from yeah, those blood stay, diamonds. Yeah. At, yeah. Is cool. Rhodesia. Like, yeah. yeah, of
3: course. It yeah. is cool how they both come from the earth though. Like you don't necessarily see like the same foundation, yeah. but they, I, do. I do.
1: Yeah. Like I'm, I'm with you. Like yeah. I'm, I'm drawn to things that are, you know, from the earth that can, you know, we've I see firsthand how how sapphire mining or ruby mining, uh, emerald mining, really positively affects these communities, mm-hmm. and um, I'm seeing it now with you know how much psychedelics have meant to indigenous communities over yeah. the years. Like I was just unaware, and mm. um, you know it's really important to acknowledge all that, and um, that's kind of the exciting part. You know, this earth has so many cool things, and these are just a couple of things that the earth produces that I'm lucky enough to play with for my. Tenure on the earth, really. Yeah, that's so cool. Privileged to be a part of it.
2: Yeah,
3: i love it. You got anything else, Dina?
2: I think we can rapid rapid fire.
3: Is there anything that we didn't
1: ask?
2: (laughs) No, I'm good, dude. (laughs) I feel like
1: I just put my life on a
2: (laughs) on a plate. (laughs) Okay, we didn't
1: we didn't get the the Latin of the cross. (laughs) No, we skipped that. Skip that chapter. We'll do
3: that next time. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good plate, though. Like, if we got the Dan Stevens plate, we got some mushrooms over here. We got some, like, gems yeah. and crystals and gold totally. over here. You yeah. know, it's, like, a pretty tasty plate. It's a yeah. good plate. I'm proud of my plate. Yeah.
1: You know, a lot of times I used to not be so pretty. You know, you're just you're perspective, right? It's an evolution. Yeah. yeah.
3: All right. So we like to wrap things up with a little rapid fire just for, for some fun and some levity uh, and just some, like, quick takeaways for those listening. I'm nervous. <laughs> So we, have, we can start with some fun ones and yeah. go deeper. Uh, so we grew up around like the same timeline. Let's think high school. Like, what was your jam? Grade twelve.
1: Grade twelve music jam. Yeah, yeah. What, what, oh. what are you getting down with? I don't know, man. Oh, that's a good question. Oh, the Strokes. Oh nice! Okay, that's cool. Last night, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we all
2: hit it, <laughs> all perfect key, perfect yeah. pitch. Yeah. Are we, we should... the strokes? I think we should start a band. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Is that us? Yeah, that's uh, a good song. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah. That. I like that. Okay, okay. That was easy. That was an easy one. Okay, yeah. Um we got into like books and resources for mushrooms, but just like general whether it's like a book you've loved for general interest or like a business book are there a couple that you have gifted a lot or the recommend just to
1: like friends one that sticks out um is called legacy by james kerr oh the rugby one. the rugby one have you read it yeah yeah Yeah, great book like there's sort of the um i don't know if i think it's seven um what do they call them like ways to be a part of the team or their their mantras I guess. Yes. And I had the audiobook, so he's saying them in like the in, um the Polynesian tongue. It's yeah. like oh, cool. when he says you it I'm like, team? "Oh wow." No.
3: You're a um, rugby guy. Too. I know, I got to read this you book. You
0: got to
1: read that book. Yeah, it's Dude. why why are the New Zealand All Blacks the highest most most winning they've got the highest winning percentage of any professional team ever. Yeah. And there's only so many people on the team and the club and so many people globally that play rugby. Uh, but why are they the best? And mm-hmm. it's the, the culture of the team. And one of the lessons is for me that I took out of that book was always leave the Jersey in the better place. So for me, I look at like my family and a generational in the jewelry business. And how can I create maybe a better legacy for if I have kids one day? Um, Not in the future, I don't think. But you know, if I did have kids or any of my my nephews or family member, if they were to take over the family business from me, would it be in a better place than, than when I got it? And so yeah, that that's that plays into like every decision at the store. Like you know, you you just level of integrity really is yeah. at the
2: end of the day. Yeah, I love that. So good. Okay, you mentioned you mentioned the yard. Great spot. <laughs> yeah. Great spot to get sweaty in Vancouver. Yeah, great pumps. Favorite. uh Favorite like lift. Favorite or, lift. Yeah. I
1: actually, you know what? As much as I wear the yard athletic gear, I don't go as much as uh, it's a running joke. Like it's good I cancel gear. all the time. It's good like, gear. <laughs> yeah. C suite workout, couple lifts to get the hell out of there. Um, yeah. Or
2: favorite like class or coach you could recommend. I love boxing. Like that's okay. kind
1: of that's kind of been um, Lately, uh, just like a good release. Yeah. Um. So I do, you know, one on ones at All City Athletics. Jordan yeah. Bowers. Yeah. Shout out. JD. To Jordan. Yeah. Great shout guy. Out um i still to so get
2: my water bottle from there i left it there like <laughs> i took a class like the week before covid shut down and i said uh, to a note. i was like yo hang on to that water it's like a big like lululemon keep cold one he's God. like yeah, yeah i think i saw that actually yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like jordan's probably just drinking out of it yeah so that would be yeah Now yeah, all that's city kinda, athletics is great it's so
1: close i got like the yards right there now cavalier it's all right in the hood all city like- i'm such a convenience exerciser if i gotta go three more blocks i'm not wow. going yeah
3: yeah that's why we both of us are into running. You can just lace up yeah. and go right here.
2: Yeah,
1: it's my favorite thing to do in a new city is is run. Oh yeah, for, jog, yeah. for sure,
3: right? Yeah. Uh, Netflix documentaries, TV shows, anything letting you up are oh, like top are... docs that have kind of impacted you and. In- any sort of way,
1: I watched um Band of Brothers. Oh, in, yeah, uh, you guys going, I finally yeah. watched that. <laughs> it's good, Fine, yeah. Same. This
3: partner was like, for 10 years, was like, This is the best show I ever made, and I was like, Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I
1: same COVID, thing, finally, COVID. I was like, Okay, like wartime, yeah. like sure, it's good. And I was like, Damn, this is good, yeah. I really enjoyed that.
2: Did you watch the Pacific, the kind of like follow up to it? No, I'm
1: know. gonna, I just, no, it's a, yeah, I
2: you gotta check it out. Either. The Pacific well, is good, it's got um, oh, what's his name shoot i just he's the guy who played uh freddie mercury in the queen movie oh yeah, oh, yeah. i yeah, forgot yeah. his name
1: i just watched uh the last bond I think oh good yeah. I, I haven't he's watched the same. that either i think he's the same guy i can't remember his anyway, name anyway yeah.
2: he's he's in it amazing amazing character nice yeah it's worth watching the the pacific bohemian rhapsody
1: yeah yeah what's his name what's his name it's some, oh, uh malik Remy Rami Malik. Remy,
2: Rami, yes. yeah, Malik. Yeah. Yeah, I first saw him
3: in that TV show. Oh god, I don't remember I'm so bad at like TV show names and actor names. We kind of played this like coder like uh that would kind of like uh this rebellious coder guy. Oh god. We'll put him show IMDb. <laughs> Swordfish with John Travolta. Rami yeah. Remy Malik IMDb
2: on the go. <laughs> there
3: we go. Um any like brands that you want to give shout outs to that, uh, that you're near and dear to your heart. Um,
1: Cavalier. Cavalier. My, my company is, yeah, I'm going to be selfish with the yeah, yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Cavalier is pretty much, uh, the only one and then optimize my, uh, cool. yeah. Very good. It's my girlfriend. All right. There you go.
2: Side, side piece. You got a friend, friend coming into Vancouver. First time they've been here. Where do you take them either to see or to eat? We're oh, both. to eat
1: for sure. Um, you know what? Great dinner at Bay on Friday. Oof. Back table. Yeah some friends yeah you're gonna feel like you're the you're the cool table in there yeah local
3: vacation anywhere in bc that um fits your fancy
1: um oof local in bc princeton princeton (laughs) bc yeah what a place it's a great town man we've really transformed the town like that's um providing jobs in there it's special makes you feel really good um i would say uh desolation sound mm, is yeah. like an incredible experience if you can if you can get up there on a, on a boat and, and do the
2: thing yeah.
3: yeah that's cool sweet do you, you want to close this out big guy
2: yeah we ask all of our guests this question so we call our podcast a little more good uh hoping that that's what we would create inspire people to do um but always curious to know like that phrase a little more good what does that mean to you
1: a little more good um you know, on a personal level, it's always like I could always do a little better and and to push myself Um, a little more good could also, you know, the second thing that comes to my mind is like for the community and like what is around you. And, you know, I think I've been super lucky. Like I think I'm the luckiest guy in the world. And um, just with opportunities that have come my way that feel like I hadn't really had to to push for them. So, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that and I could do a little more good. You know, I think it's important for any, anybody uh, in business or you know just recognize what's around you and maybe give back a little bit I mean, we do ours we don't like publicize our what um we used to it just kind of morphed into we didn't want it to be like a look at what we're doing thing yeah and um because in sometimes i think people can perceive you're 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 doing something for this charity and it just we just we do it quietly now mm-hmm. it doesn't that have to feel like difference? marketing if you're exactly. doing it genuinely yeah, yeah it just it just felt genuine i think it's at some level and so yeah we you know we're always looking for different causes we've got some that are close to the, the people that we work with that we, we focus on and yeah
3: sweet yeah. thank you for your time anytime i'm excited for what you're, you're creating i mean you've been a community creator for a long time so i'm excited to see where that path takes you and excited to get some of these this vegan mushroom protein like it's on your doorstep mid-january today. all yeah. right i can't wait yeah right. thank you for having me of course man thanks thanks Dan. Right. I got that like Mario theme in my head like Because <laughs> Mario's like leveling up on mushrooms the whole time the whole time.: the It's whole true. Time. That's,
2: like maybe the hidden agenda. Yeah. So he took Mario a mushroom Brothers.
3: and he like doubled,
2: you know he got life and he doubled in size. Maybe they This is a conspiracy theory. maybe their like original name was supposed to be the magic Mario Brothers. But then they got shut down because of the magic and the mushrooms he was taking the macro dose for sure. <laughs> Is it me or do these mushrooms have eyes? yeah and then he get on
3: and then he'd get on Yoshi that like magical lizard oh, thing man. and ride it around and definitely totally. Mario's on a mushroom journey.
2: <laughs> it's true that was
3: our first psychedelic experience playing super, super Nintendo
2: super mario magic
3: mario yeah there you
2: go. All right, Dan
3: well. Stevens, not
2: Mario, <laughs> not a scientist, but a great guy. Yeah, it was a fun conversation. He's got great energy uh, and enthusiasm, as he even said, a, a passion for this, right? And um, really, really shone through. You can tell that he's,
3: as a business leader, like he leads with passion. Yeah. Uh, like a genuine interest and in product and community. And I think those are the kind of leaders that we want to see in the business
2: world. Yeah. And like really cares on both sides from Cavalier and from uh, Optima, like cares deeply about the product and like the people involved with it from, from sourcing to sales, like all, all in, right? You heard that through the whole conversation, which is, which is cool, it's not just the bottom line or it's not just growing yeah. growing a business, but creating connections with, with people through the brand on all sides. It's the consumer in me, whenever I like connect with a person and I speak so passionately about what
3: they do, one it makes me want to like support them mm-hmm. but two it's like oh i want something from cavalier you know like i don't even like i got my wedding ring that's about it maybe yeah. maybe like a next wedding anniversary i gotta look for something for the wife or, or something say. like that they've got beautiful stuff have yeah. you ever been to their store
2: uh i have been down i know yeah i know a few people who've gotten uh, engagement and wedding rings from yeah. there and their and work's are incredible beautiful oh yeah and yeah. like
3: the whole space the whole showroom is like uh, very cool and their website has got like, um, kind of shares like the transparency of the the journey of the, the jewels and the diamonds. So per se, so I think that's a great way to um, kind of lead your business with full transparency, so people know what they're getting.
2: Yeah, yeah, and then of course on the on the side of like mushrooms and growing a business and in this new company in this unique time, but poised, I think in a really interesting and probably positive way right to frame frame wellness to frame health through the lens of you know how what these mushrooms can offer people as opposed to maybe conventional or synthetic versions of uh, these mushrooms or like other just like antidepressants and things that people have been taking that maybe have been helping but with a host of other side effects that people aren't so thrilled about so I'm really curious to see where this whole industry goes. Me too. Yeah. Me
3: too. I think this is—it's unfair to compare, but I think it's like kind of cannabis 2.0 in a way. Like I think yeah. cannabis was maybe like the gateway to like perceiving that other natural foods um, had a space in the wellness world, uh, including psychedelics. Um, I think the mushrooms are kind of on that cutting edge of of this. New wave of wellness, even yeah. though it is like an ancient, uh, ancient, ancient uh, practice.
2: Yeah. What's what's old is new again.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Just got to learn from that uh, indigenous science and wisdom. I'm telling you. All the answers are already there. Yeah. We just have to listen.
2: Listen and honor it, right? And that's where even the conversation is we talked about like, you know, appropriation and medicine, but being able to be open in that conversation and, and just have a posture of openness and learning, I think was really really important and really cool because we do, we have lots of work to do moving forward, but also like, you know, the conversation of reconciliation is, is important. It needs to be ongoing. And if we can find ways to make everybody well in the whole sense of that term is, I think we have to do that. We Mm -hmm. have to do that. And so part of that might be giving credit where credit's due. And yeah,
3: anyway, if you enjoyed the podcast, um, you know, share it with a friend, send Mm -hmm. it to somebody that you think might enjoy it. Put it up on your social, on your Insta story, on your Twitter, on your TikTok. Yeah. Uh, you know, tell your mom, tell your dad, yeah, tell your sister.
2: The other thing I gotta say is, like, um, recently we've been getting more comments and feedback from people, just to, even on on Instagram through DMs or, or comments, and it just just can't uh, can't let you know like how much that means to us to know that uh, this work that we're doing is. Um, making a difference whether it's just through enjoyment or you found something that was like enlightening or even helped you in your life yeah it's just so cool to see those those like roll in or to even like bump into people in in real life and have little chats is just awesome so thank you for doing that uh taking the time and and we encourage you to do so we love it we love to know that it's making a difference so thanks all right thanks for listening y'all peace